Welcome back everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. And today we're doing a not a gun gripe. This is kind of a gun gripe, but it's really not because we're talking about the fact that Donald Trump won the election. He's going to be the president of the United States. Whether some people like it or not. All right, well look, here's the thing. Uh, the Second Amendment dodged a bullet. Okay, that's the bottom line. Love Trump or hate him if you're a gun guy like we are. His election is extremely important for the furthering of our rights and the restoration of rights that were there all along and that just haven't been noticed or haven't, you know, been fell to the wayside because of all these anti-gun creeps that are out there. So there's a lot of cool things that, uh, you know, Trump has said he's going to do. We could make this video an hour long and talk about all the little things that we wanted to talk about. Uh, when it comes to Trump versus Hillary, you know, whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, this video goes out to the people out there that are pro-gun. Bottom, bottom line, this is a gun channel, and we're going to talk about gun issues because that's really where uh, this channel, that's why it exists, is for you guys and, and us to have a symbolic relationship with the love of guns and all things gun-related. For the love of guns! Yeah! Exactly. So, right. Trump said he's going to do a lot of cool things. And, uh, you know, these are not in any kind of particular order, but there's kind of a list of five that are out there uh, in terms of really awesome stuff that we can expect under a Trump presidency. Uh, you know, he won by a pretty, pretty good dang margin. I hey. wouldn't call it a landslide, but the people definitely yeah. spoke. I don't know. I mean, pretty much rural America came out. You know, what's been to toted as the or, or touted as the silent majority, you know, came out. And uh, I think that, you know, the media and everybody else kind of played into the fact that, uh, you know, they were going by the polls and everything else. And like, oh, Hillary's got this in the bag. And it was a huge upset. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I stayed up and was watching it. I was excited. Oh, I, mean, I know. It was crazy. Before yeah. we get into this thing, one thing that I will say is that... Uh, I feel that my duty as an American, you know, we had eight years of Obama, and uh, there's, there's definitely things that I didn't like about Obama, but I tried to give the man a fair chance. You know, I tried my best to see the world the way he wanted us to see it. Now, obviously, disagree with much of it, but I did make an effort to try to see things uh, from his eyes to some degree. All I ask is that people try to give Trump a chance, okay? Give the man a dang chance to try to do the right thing. Give him the same chance that we had to give Obama, whether we liked it or not. I didn't vote for Obama, but guess what? He was my president for eight years, whether I liked it or not. Well, and you respect the office, and you respected the transition and everything, and I think that there's a lot of people out there right now that aren't respecting the transition. And Certainly you know, not. I, I don't quite agree with that, but... Well, that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. What this video is about is about the gun stuff, the cool stuff, the things that we can definitely expect to see moving forward with a Trump presidency. Uh, one that I'm the most excited to talk about, and before we talk about this one, I have to definitely brag about Silencer Co. because they've really been um, on the forefront of trying to get suppressors removed from the NFA. You guys are probably familiar with the Hearing Protection Act. This is a very, very huge piece of legislation that will remove suppressors from the NFA. It will make it much easier for the average person to obtain a suppressor. It'll really kind of ease things a bit, make the whole process, you know, make it a little more obtainable for the average person. Pretty much, yeah. Don't forget about the ASA as well, the American Suppressor Association. They're actually based out of Atlanta, Georgia here, and Knox Williams and his whole crew over there have done a lot as far as lobbying efforts and getting the industry together behind the Hearing Protection Act. And this bill was introduced in October of 2015. Yeah. However, you know, with, the, with, with Obama in the presidency, um, 
know, there was really no chance of that thing getting passed. So it's just been kind of sitting idly by. But now with the control of Congress and a Republican in the White House, there's a huge opportunity to get that through. And basically, like Eric said, it'll remove suppressors from the NFA registry where there won't be any of this crazy, you know, form filling out and mailing off to the ATF and waiting seven or nine months, you know, for the item that you paid for and should be constitutionally protected, you know, under the Second Amendment for you to own without all this extensive paperwork can go home with you immediately. Just like countries over in Europe where you can buy suppressors over the counter, some with licensing, some without. There might be some details in there that get kind of, uh, you know, reworked and such, but ultimately the goal is to remove suppressors from the registry and just be able to take them home on a 4473 and keep it real simple. To be you fair, uh, you know, one thing I didn't mention that Trump does support this. He's vowed within his first couple of months of being president to try to push the Hearing Protection Act through. And guys, it's one of those death by a thousand paper cuts type things. You know, the whole idea would be, all right, well, if we're going to make America great again, then, then let's just abolish every unconstitutional law in the books. Well, not quite that simple, but just like the anti-gun uh, folks and the way they try to chip away at our rights, we're going to have to do the same thing to get them back. So you can't just go for the full money right away. So first, it's the Hearing Protection Act. Then maybe we can pass something that'll get uh, short-barreled rifles and short-barreled shotguns removed from the registry. And then maybe we can go down the path of repealing the Hughes Amendment, doing away with the whole NFA and all of that. That is going to take time, and this is an important door to open into the next room of making that happen. So that is very, very important, and I, I'm so happy that Trump support that. And also the Trump family has met with Silencer Co. on quite a few occasions to discuss this. So Silencer Co. being a company that has really been on the forefront of, of engaging in that dialogue and engaging that talk and engaging those folks to make sure they understand that we're all just average people and that peop, average people own suppressors, a very well, common use thing. If you look at you know what Silencer Co. has done in the past several years, they have completely upset the market for suppressor ownership. I mean, more people are in to NFA now than ever before, and suppressor ownership has grown exponentially over the past three or four years, and more of the public realizes that these items are legal. You can own them. It's, you know, oh, it's not like Hollywood says that, oh, well, you can't own a silencer because that's an assassin's tool. No, not quite. You know, and it's just public acceptance of these items and you going out and still spending your money on these items because that's what you want to do is what's ultimately going to push this thing through. We need to show that there's a huge demand still for suppressors, even with, you know, the possibility of the Hearing Protection Act uh, an actual, a, Go good, buy a, suppressor, guys. Yeah, a good possibility that it's coming through. Just keep buying them because there's a clause in the bill to refund taxes paid after October 22nd of 2015 when the bill was introduced, when the bill goes through. That's right. So... So that, in my opinion, that's one of the most awesome things oh, that God, could come yeah. under a Trump presidency. Also, the second thing that he's vowed to do, and I think this is very important, is he is elected to allow service members to carry firearms on base. I mean, how, how is that how not, is that not a thing? How is that not even a thing? I mean, why wouldn't you want the armed forces to be unarmed? Like, I want my men and women to be able to protect themselves every single day when they're fulfilling their duties to our country you know, things like Fort Hood and other things where, where bases get shot up all the time, 
there should be concealed carry on base. There should be, uh, you know, issue guns that are given out to them, and you, you should have your duty weapon on you. You should be armed everywhere you go. Yep. Uh, you know, if American society is a society of responsibility and being armed and being able to protect yourself and those around you, then why shouldn't our men and women, our brave men and women who serve every single day, why should they not have the right to carry uh, why should they, they not exercise the very rights they protect? I certainly don't agree with gun-free zones whatsoever. However, I find it completely ironic that a military installation is a gun-free zone yeah. as far as personnel is concerned. I mean, I want my dangerous people to be dangerous. Exactly. That's, the, that's their job. That's what they're there for. And another thing uh, down the line is national carry reciprocity. So right now, re if, if you have a concealed carry permit, and all right, say we live in Georgia, all right, we've got reciprocity with X number of states, okay? Not all states, because some states don't recognize our permit, all right? So national reciprocity would allow your license to be recognized by all 50 states, just like a driver's license. I mean, if you drive from here to, say, Phoenix, Arizona or whatever, you know, you're going to have to map out your trip so you don't cross through a state that doesn't recognize your driver's license. I mean, come on. Yeah, you know, it's a bunch of bullcrap. But it's real arbitrary. But Very common sense legislation, common sense things that you would think would just be commonplace. Like, why wouldn't your soldiers be armed every day? They're armed when they're off duty and they go home, right? They can carry. But why, why do they become, you know, not able to exercise their rights just because they put on the uniform and go to work that day? You know, why can't a person who's trusted in one state not be trusted in another? I mean, I think that national carry reciprocity is very important. And I think the hearing... Protection Act is extremely important to furthering, uh, you know, the I guess the commonness of those types of actions. You know, being an armed citizen, being somebody who you know owns suppressors, that's very important. Um, another thing, and this is something I'm a little bit on the fence about. Number four, okay, that was three he talked about. So number four uh, is the fact that under uh, under Trump, we're also going to be looking at kind of clarifying and expanding. Uh, the whole background check system and, you know, there still seems to be this horrible kind of Confusion. misconception <laughs> about the you know, so-called gun, uh, uh, gun show loophole and all this kind of crap. Doesn't and, exist. and they talk about mentally ill and mentally unstable. So there's going to be some clarifications coming down the road as to what that means and how strict the background checks are. You know, universal background checks are something that really came from the left. I mean, there's and the a big, NRA supports it. There's a big misconception that yeah, there's a big misconception out there about background checks. A lot of like a lot of people who aren't really gun savvy, who who are the same type of people that would see uh, an, uh, legislation like this up on a ballot for a vote by the general public in a state just like California with Proposition 63, like the so-called feel-good legislation. Yeah, you, that's bullcrap. So you see, like, oh, universal background checks. So we need to make background checks mandatory for every gun purchase. Well, guess what? They pretty much are, except for private sales, which private sales should remain private sales. Um, but you can't just order a gun online and have it shipped directly to your home, unless it falls under certain criteria like cure and relic or collectible or antique or black powder, okay? You have to send it to an FFL. There's, it's still the same process. Right. A 4473 is still filled out. But background check reform to focus on the issues at hand and not arbitrary feel-good issues, okay? Focus on keeping guns out of the hands of the mentally ill, the mentally unstable, you know, people that are dangerous that should not own firearms in, in, at all. 
enforce the current laws that are on the books. This is the type of reform that I would like to see and just clarification on current laws more than anything else. You know, I think that if, if current laws are enforced properly and unconstitutional laws are nixed and there's just some common sense put into play about how all this stuff is done, you know, you'll find that it's actually not that bad of a thing. I mean, overall, uh, the good way to look at it is, uh, you know, the fact that I tried my best to just to look at Obama as my president and to try to support him and, well, as much as I could. I said a lot of crappy things about him uh, while he was president and in a lot of our videos. Uh, however, however, what I would ask the left or the, the other side of this equation, the other people that didn't vote for Trump, to understand is that he is a bit of a political outsider. And, you know, those kind of folks can tend to kind of just have their own views that, that may not necessarily fall within certain party lines that one would expect. So there's certain common sense areas where he's going to go, yeah, I mean, if if that's the law, then that's the law. Let's enforce what's there. Or, hey, that's unconstitutional as crap. Wipe that away. That doesn't make any sense. But then there might also be aspects of Obamacare, for instance. You know, he met with Obama, and there was things about that that, um, that he's like, look, you know, we are going to be getting rid of Obamacare. Thanks. Thanks for all the fish and whatever. But we're also going to keep certain aspects of it. So There's, I think he has the ability to kind of go more towards the middle than you might think. Well, you know, he give did, him a chance. Trump did write the art of the deal, you know, so he is a he's a deal maker. And I feel that he's going to be kind of moderate. And I, I hope that his moderacy leans more toward the conservative values that he ran with. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's all we can hope for. And we can just hold his feet to the fire and hold all of our elected representatives feet to the fire as well. You know, that's our responsibility as, as citizens of this country who are, you know, of the voting public. So number five. Number five is, ah, so remember Obama canceled that importation of military firearms, collectible military firearms from uh, Korea, I believe, right? Like yeah. 1911, M1 carbines, M1 Garands. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to be getting those, hopefully. Yeah. So. So, so there's a lot of collectible firearms that are abroad, <laughs> that we would love to bring in and of course you know that's put a stamper on you know and there's other things about this this whole situation with trump and him wanting to restore certain foreign relations that i feel are very important and you know bringing in a bunch of garands and carbines in 1911 from korea that's cool and everything great i i totally want those you know those are great guns i need to come back they need to be back in the hands of collectors that that would love and love to have them uh, however, I think there's a, also a deeper thing. You know, he's talked about restoring uh, trade relations with Russia, increasing trade relations with China. Who knows? Could that mean that we end up getting uh, Norinkos back in? Well, you know, up nice. in Canada, they can get all kind of different Norinko products, and they can still have them brought in. So is that to say we're going to start re-importing, uh, you know, Chinese ammunition, Chinese uh, firearms from Norinko? That we're going to start bringing back in stuff from Icebeck and uh, I'd love to see. Know, I'd love Russia. to see the um, like the Sega ban lifted. I'd love to see the '89 Bush ban lifted. You know, not not every anti-gun law has always come from liberals or, or left-wing leaning individuals that were in office. I mean, right. you know, Reagan, he signed FOPA and there included the Hughes Amendment. So it was really good for gun owners, but then it also sucked for gun owners. And that was, an, that was a part of that bill that was supported by the NRA at the time. So, you know, one of the important things to take away from this is don't don't give up right now. Don't don't think just because oh well Trump's in office and he's wearing oh, yeah. red. Hang my so, hat up. <sighs> so that means I'm just going to hang my hat up and just be complacent. Do not be complacent, people. Always hold their feet to the fire. 
hold these representatives accountable and make sure that we can fight for our rights and keep our rights and expand our rights to the areas that they are intended to be. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that we forgot why we're great. You know, um, Trump talks about making America great. Okay, I, I get that. He wants to make America great. But I say we've always been great. We just forgot why we're great. And I think that that's the important part is for us to, to, to be great again. Not that we're ha we don't have to be made great again. We were already great to begin with. We were great when we woke up this morning. We have to realize we're great. We have to, to see that greatness and embrace it. And I think that's what's important. We've, we've held our heads down too long and we've, we've allowed these things to occur and, and happen to us. And we've just allowed it to happen. So we've got to be vigilant. Well, people have become complacent, you know, like some of these trade deals that Obama or um, that, that Trump is looking to reform. You know, they'll hopefully bring more jobs back to the states here instead of imp or exporting them out. Right. I mean, you know, illegals coming across the border are taking jobs all the time. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could get into political-wise, but I'm just excited to see some of the change and kind of a fresh perspective that isn't an establishment thing. You I know, agree. I mean, Trump is not an establishment candidate. I mean, he's a like, political outsider, like Eric said. And, you know, all we can do is, is wait, hope, and see what happens. But as gun owners, it's a very exciting time to be on the offensive and not the defensive I side agree. of things. Now. I agree. You so, know, we, we, need to go, we need to go for the bloodlust right now while the iron's hot. And uh, I have to say, before we end this video, I do admire Trump. I think he's a very brave individual who's willing to speak his mind. I think that's very important. I think that's a very American trait. What American doesn't love to say what's on his mind, to let his voice be heard? To me, he embodies that. Okay, yeah, did he, did he talk about grabbing her in the... Yeah. Yes, he did. Meow. Okay, he did talk about that. Um, but what man wouldn't? I mean, that's very American, the bravado that comes along with that. Does that mean he's a bigot? Well, no. There are certain aspects to his behavior that people can kind of go... Wow, did he really say that? Well, I mean, that's probably one of those statements, if it were in a known situation. That was a hot mic situation. Yeah. He didn't know it was happening. People said the same thing about Winston Churchill back in the day, but yeah. you know, there's a lot of folks that would compare Trump to Churchill and saying that he was the leader that was needed at the time. You know, And think about, oh God, what if George, what, what if George Patton held his tongue? Yeah. I mean, what would have happened then, you know? Well, here's the thing. I'll, I'll end on this note, and I don't want to make anybody mad or anything, but leadership oftentimes is a situation that you're forced to make decisions that the people around you are not going to like. You, you have to do what is needed, not, as what, not what is popular. And I think that that is the situation that Trump's going to find himself in. He's going to have to make some very difficult decisions. He's going to have to make some people angry. He's already made some people angry just by winning. Imagine what he's going to do when he actually starts draining the swamp like he says he's going to do. So uh, oftentimes the greatest leaders in history weren't loved at the time. They, they were hated, but later once... Everything died down and society had a chance to, to kind of lean back and realize what those folks really did for their uh, country. Um, I think that if we give President Trump the, the, the chance to prove himself, that if he does even half the things he says he's going to do, I think that he will definitely go down in history as being a, a very good president. We have to give him that opportunity. That's all I would ask in this video. I mean, I know there's folks that probably don't think the way that we do. Uh, there's folks that are anti-gun. I get that. You don't like guns, whatever. Um, you know, but, you know, we 
<laughs> suffered through eight years of Obama, and a lot of us didn't like Obama's presidency, but he was our president. We had him for eight years. We had to deal with it. So I think it's only fair to give the man a chance. You know, well, he got and- voted in. Everything's legit. It's not like it's a mystery as to what happened. Yeah. He was voted in. And, and you know, if I, deal if with I it. have something to add, you know, as fervently as people fought against anti-gun legislation that came down the pipeline in the past eight years, you know, renewed assault weapons bans, ammo bans, I mean, you, you name it. I mean, we, we got out and we fought it. You know, the people's voice was heard and that needs to continue. It needs to continue on. You know, like Eric said, we can't hang our hats, you know, on this and just say, oh, all right, well, I can sit back and, you know, everything's going to go just fine. No, no. Now's the time to gain momentum and push forward. And that's yep. what we're going to do as exactly. a country. That's what we're going to do as supporters of the Second Amendment. In fact, tonight, this very night that we're leaving here, we're flying out to Arizona for the thousand man shoot uh, that Henry's putting on. They're going to fire a thousand, a thousand people are going to fire a rifle at once as a stern message that our rights are not to be messed with. That's the whole point of the thousand man shoot. One is to break a world record, which is awesome, which by the way, Guinness is saying that they're, they not can't attend it. Yeah, because, because it's safety, gun related. Yeah, because safety uh, reasons. But anyway, it's a world <laughs> record, but it sends a stern message to those that would mess with our second amendment rights, that would try to deprive us of them, that we are a voice to be reckoned with. And that voice uh, here in the next few days is gonna come in the form of one shot. It's gonna be one shot but by a thousand people at once. So a very loud voice that can't be silenced. And I think that's a very fitting way to uh, usher in this new presidency for Trump. Uh, I definitely want to say congratulations to the Trump family, their campaign. Seems like they they really had their hearts in the right place. They put on a hell of a campaign. They did a great job. Uh, You know, all the folks that got out and voted, I think it's awesome that rural America spoke up and let their voices be heard and, and said, enough's enough. We're tired of this crap. We're not going to have it. And they got out and they voted in staggering numbers, and it, and it changed uh, the course of this election. It was an upsetting well, uh, election oh, for many people. Just, just the upset of the, the biased media and, and everybody out there, the pollsters, and everybody who just solidly believed that Trump had no chance in hell of getting the presidency, but he did. I mean, just like what happened in, in Britain with Brexit. You know, yeah. no one thought that was going to happen, no, but it didn't. did, and it was just a huge surprise, and that's what we've got here in the States. And, that's uh, right. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> keep up the fight, people. Don't oh, yeah. give up now. This is not a time to, to celebrate. This is a time to keep fighting and uh, always, always fight for your rights, and that's very big for us, and, you know, we are definitely pro-Second Amendment all the way, and we've always been. You guys know that. I know we're preaching to the choir here, but... Mostly. Anyway, thanks for watching the video today. We, uh, we have many more on the way, tons of cool stuff uh, in the pipeline. Always, you know, we always got stuff going on. So uh, thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time, and uh, we'll see you later. Later.